bitch is bad and bullshit. Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. My name is Erica, and we are here with our guest host of the week, Nora Loretto, who is a columnist at the Washington Post and the National Observer, and who co-hosts a podcast with Sandy Hudson called Sandy and Nora Talk Politics. So this week, it's misogynist of the week, and this week, what we're going to talk about is basically anti-choice advocates and how they are chipping away at abortion rights. It Actually, it's not chipping. It's a fucking bulldozer, to be honest. Because um, over the last few months, anti-choice activists have been having a field day with the amount of anti-choice legislation being introduced and passed at the state level. Aaron covered Georgia a few weeks ago in Rant and Receipts when their state legislature passed a bill that criminalized abortion from a detectable heartbeat, which is typically around six weeks. This effectively outlaws all abortion as many people don't know they're pregnant at six weeks. However, the bill slips in language that fundamentally redefines a, quote, natural person, unquote, to include, quote, a member of the species of homo sapiens at any stage of development who is carried in the womb, unquote. What the ever-living fuck? (laughs) My God. Carrying on the fuckery in Ohio is Mike Devine, who signed a similar bill recently, though this isn't the first time the Ohio legislature Pass similar legislation, however, from former govern- Republican Governor John G- Kasich vetoed the bills. The bill makes no exceptions for cases of rape or incest and was passed through the state House 56 to 39 and the state Senate 18 to 13. Meanwhile, in Florida, <laughs> the progressive state we all know it is, Lawmakers are passing even more restrictive laws. Right now, minors are required to notify a parent before obtaining an abortion, but new legislation would require parental consent to obtain an abortion. However, in both cases, should a minor be unable to meet that requirement, they need to go to court and obtain at least one judicial bypass from a judge to go forward with their abortion decision with the new bill updating this requirement to require doctors to report, quote, the number of times a patient has been pregnant and the number of abortions that have been performed on her, unquote, further stigmatizing minors seeking abortion care. Again, Florida. (sighs) Anyway, we go on to Alabama. (laughs) In Alabama, Representative Terry Collins proposed legislation that would make performing an abortion at any stage of pregnancy a crime. The bill would effectively ban all abortions, including in cases of rape and incest, as soon as a woman is, quote, known to be pregnant, unquote. 
The only exception would be if the mother's health was in jeopardy. Well, yay. I, I literally am having problems reading this because <sighs> misogyny. Anyway, if a doctor was to perform the procedure, they could be charged with a class A felony, which carries a prison sentence from 10 to 99 years. Finally, in Texas, a state I used to live in. <laughs> A bill recently introduced in Texas would make it possible for women to get the death penalty to have abortions. How, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. The bill would criminalize all abortions with no exceptions for rape or incest and would make it possible to charge a woman with homicide. That's right, homicide for having the procedure. Representative Tony Tinderholt a Republican state senator, legislate, sorry, legislator who introduced the bill says it would make people, quote, consider the repercussions, quote, of having sex. Now, maybe it's just me in my biology class, but I think it requires two people to have sex. I don't know. So the question for me is, where is the male repercussions? to having sex. There are none. Okay. In a statement to media, Tinderhold said, quote, my bill accomplishes one goal. It brings equal treatment for, un for the unborn human beings under the law, unquote, but not for the men and women who are living now, apparently. So let me just add that um, don't think that this won't happen in Canada. Because there's always there are already rumblings in Saskatchewan of um, legislators speaking to anti-abortion groups, which we will get into later. Basically, we have all these states repealing abortion, and um, you know the restrictive laws um, are especially heinous yeah. and. Again, like this is what I tell people who are, okay, people who are anti-abortion, it never just stops at, you know, preventing women from having an abortion. It always crosses over to criminalizing women. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I don't think I'd know of anything more misogynist than uh, trying to criminalize women for exercising their right to an abortion. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, the biggest fear, I think, that a lot of people who can have children have is having children. <laughs> Right. Regardless if you're if you're a woman or a man or if you're non-binary or if you're or if like if you can parent a child. For a lot of people, that's a huge fear. And if you're the one that has to carry that child, then it's like life ending potentially at certain parts of your life. Right. Like, I mean, you know, I have kids now, but I can think of myself at 17 or 18. And my God, like it's a totally different world. Right. 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 And the thing about like about reproductive justice is it's like humanity has always had a way of culling their children. Always. Right. Like, yeah. We've always, whether it was that we put them out in the woods and fucking hope that they'd survive by like a, a pack of wolves or whether it's um, 
whether it's like being happy about miscarrying, which was the case like 100 years ago when women would be expected to have like a lot of children and miscarriage was actually a blessing rather than what it is now, which is usually very horrible and difficult to deal with. Yeah. I mean, this is a really basic part of humanity. Like reproduction is really, really basic. And what better way to control women or non-binary people who can have children than by making it impossible or illegal for them to get rid of an unwanted pregnancy. There's no better way. That is the most fundamental and easiest way possible because it's like once you have a child, I mean, you know, like I I did my best to make sure that my my life didn't change when I had kids. But my God, it's really freaking hard to be what I was before that because you're you got kids like they're always there and they're always asking for food and shit. (laughs) 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 It's really annoying. (laughs) Um, and that's like the funnier part of like parenting. But when when this is life or death for you, when you're when you when you've been raped, when you when you're when you're 18, when you're 42 and you don't want any more children, when you are 30 and you don't want children at all. Like, what the fuck? Why? Why in the fuck would we restrict that? It doesn't make any sense unless you like are such an adherent to religion and the control religion that controls women's bodies that that it's like, fine, OK, we will use that as prison. Yeah, and it really is. I mean, what kills me is that everything everything is freedom when you can buy a gun. But there's no freedom to reproductive justice. None. That's where apparently women don't have freedom. Freedom is not for women. Because what it seems like to me is that, like I always say that the Republicans want to force white women to have babies because they've seen the math. They're like, crap, all these brown people are having babies where the white women, what the fuck are we going to do? I know we're going to elect all these judges, AKA Wisconsin, and we're going to make sure that we're going to dismantle Roe v. Wade as systemically and systematically as we can. Mm. And here's my problem with, with like, with like the left, like they didn't see this coming or something. They are like preparing for an epoch, right? It's not just about, oh, this winning elections for them. They want to fundamentally change the demographic structure of the country Mm. to ensure that white people are on top that white women are having babies and there's no white supremacy without misogyny. And I think that white women need to like clue the fuck up and clue the fuck on because I'm like, if you think that you are going to have freedom underneath a white supremacist state, well, we already have a white supremacist state, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, A further white supremacist state, you're kidding yourselves. And let me just bring in, Um, The comments from Saskatchewan's Minister of Rural and Remote Health, who made, he, who attended an anti-abortion event and basically made a speech to an anti-abortion group that was hella anti-abortion. So Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan responded to this when people got upset by saying, There is a balance for all of us in this house when it comes to matter of conscience. 
We all have personal beliefs in this house. Yeah, but you are in a position to impose those beliefs and make policy around those beliefs that are going to subjugate women and especially women of color. Mm -hmm. So it's not just it's both sides. No, it's not fucking both sides. And when are we going to wake up and be like, and really understand this, the, the systemic and, um, and like intentional way that the dismantling of reproductive rights plays into white supremacy when? Yeah. yeah. Let's connect those fucking dots. Well, I'm I, like part partly for me, um, and I'm thinking about this a lot right now because I'm writing about it, but I, I would argue that there's actually no feminist movement to speak of. And this is why feminism remains so white and so middle class. That's its default because there's no there's there is nothing there. <laughs> like, ooh, 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 ooh. Please expand and explain. <laughs> so like the feminist, feminist movement outside of Quebec, because there still is something Quebec, although it's, you know, it's not what it once was. Um, it's collapsed. There's the feminist movement in the United States and in Canada has collapsed. And, and, and not that feminism has collapsed. There are still feminists and there are still movements that are feminist that, you know, you look at Black Lives Matter and it is an intensely feminist movement. The feminism is at its core. Um, right. The, the labor movement is still a, a, a location where where women's power is built and they still struggle for 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 women's issues quote unquote right but there's no women's movement anymore and so what we see what we identify as being the women's movement is actually an artifact from decades ago because it's collapsed i mean there's there's just there's nothing right like think about what organizations exist anymore outside of organizations that serve people, right? Service organizations still exist and they're doing the day-to-day grunt work of serving people, right? Rape crisis centers uh, are helping people. Shelters are helping people. That kind of work is still happening, but there's no overarching movement to contend with these issues. And in the absence of that, well, what do you see? You see very clearly that, that Republicans in the United States and that conservatives in Canada know that no one can mount a fight to stop eroding rights to abortion. That's where we're at right now. And it's so what happened to the feminist movement? Well, I mean, it, it collapsed like so many other movements have across North America. Right. I mean, the like organizations atrophied and fell apart in the 1990s. Uh, funding dried up in a lot of situations that that the, the intense attack, neoliberal attack on all of us throughout the 1990s, it, the women's movement couldn't survive that. And so, like, what passes for a women's movement now is, like, calling a march on January fucking 20th for some reason, because something happened two years ago in another country. (laughs) Right. And it's like not at all to denigrate that work, because I know it takes a lot of work and people are trying. But what we've completely forgotten is that a movement requires resources and structure structure of some kind i don't i'm not i'm not saying that you need to have like a fucking massive bureaucracy but some sort of umbrella way to bring people together and to get out of their silos and to have white feminists and white feminism challenged and to have spokespeople who every single time justin trudeau says he's a feminist who can go on the national and say that motherfucker is not a feminist Right. We don't even have that. Right? We don't have any we don't have any movement spokespeople. No, got- because all of our women's organizations just pushed 
other women out of the way to make room for fucking Justin Trudeau. Hundred percent. How many times did I see that? Yep. How many times has Justin Trudeau been on a fucking panel for women's organizations who want to tell feminism, and then and then they're like. Oh, look at our feminist prime minister. Aren't we great? And they think that that's the way they're going to raise funds. And maybe right. they did. But guess what? They hitched their wagon to a fraud. Well, into a lie, right? Like, I mean, feminism. Into a lie. We were all lied to. F- feminism is is nothing if it's not confronting power. Like, I don't care if like you're Michelle fucking Rempel and you're like, I'm a conservative feminist. It's like, you're not. You're fucking trash. Like, if you're, same thing with Rona fucking Ambrose, same thing with, like, Denise Butters or whatever the fuck her name is. Like, all of these pieces of shit conservative women can fuck themselves. And then you have the liberal women who also can fuck themselves. They can fuck themselves for different reasons, but the result is the exact same thing. And so, it's like, you have to confront power in your movements. And if you confront power, like, as you know, you live in a, in a conservative world and you're like the United Church Women's League and you're bringing women together because they're disenfranchised. That's a, that's a form of fighting power. It's, you know, that's a place for some people to do that. They'd be part of a large umbrella of a women's movement. But the, the majority has to be confronting power. That means confronting Justin Trudeau. That does not mean inviting him to your events. And it's the same thing for the labor movement. It's the same thing for fucking so many other progressive movements right now and because that they think that that's the way they're going to fundraise because they're fucked because that's 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 what they've been um that's what they've been left with right like movements got too comfortable with funding they got too comfortable with the professionalized bureaucracies and they forgot why they existed now it's not their fault right like a lot of it was funding was cut instantly uh, which then created massive infighting, which created untenable situations, which created collapse. And then and then neoliberalism made everyone's head turn backwards. And then the conservatives and the liberals both went far right, which made everyone's head turn backwards. I mean, we neoliberalism live- can fuck itself. Like, oh, 100%. I'm so I was so sick of proponents of neoliberalists and any Clinton supporter is a neoliberal. Yeah, is all I'm saying. Hundred, you have Don't to be. bring fucking Hillary Clinton to me when she. Oh, she used to do children's rights advocacy. Where the fuck has she been in the last five years? Nowhere. You know where she's been in the halls of power promoting the status quo. Well, and also and someone's wife. I mean, like that's the shitty fucking reality of her identity has been built around some being someone's wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Okay. So I didn't broach this subject much. <laughs> I probably tweeted about it some, sometime, but at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton loves to parade Bill around as though, oh, well, Bill saved the economy. Come on, Bill. Uh, come stump for me. Yet she wants to be perceived as her own woman. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You cannot wrap yourself in your husband's legacy and then talk about feminism. Fuck you. Especially if you don't deal with his legacy. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yes, exactly. And his legacy, you know what people have not talked about with Hillary Clinton? I don't, you know why I think some women just weren't about Hillary Clinton is because of his record with other women that's i mean that's, i think that's it and i think that that's why like we the, the the resurgence 
uh, the resurgent attack on women's rights across the United States is coming to Canada. There's no question about that. And that means now more than ever, we need to figure out uh, those models of organizing that worked in the 1960s and 1970s uh, and, and adopt them and the ones that didn't to ditch them. Right. So what are we going to do about abortion? Because it's coming here. I don't know why people think that things are just just going to settle in the United States. Don't think that anti-abortion groups aren't funding the conservatives. Oh, 100%. Yeah, of course. Okay. So what are we going to do about it? Well, like, what can not what can be done about this? Or are we too late? No, no, no. We I think that Canada is is in a good situation because like polls still put uh, a majority a high majority on Canadians that think that uh, our current abortion regime in terms of the laws that we have are good. And that crosses political lines and it crosses religious lines, which is which is a really good place to be in. But it means that we need to to take this and we need to fight. And so we have to figure out what are those structures that are going to work for us to be able to fight against this. And that means it has to be it has to be uh, diverse in terms of regions. Like we have to operate across regions, across jurisdictions, because it's going to be every single province is going to have a fight. You know, folks in PEI have only just won that right to abortion. And so there means that there's very real and active memory about that fight because it's like new still. Um, And so we need to be learning from one another about what what are those tactics that work. We need to listen to people that were there in those fights in the 1980s uh, to get abortion legal in the first place in Canada. And then we have to not replicate the mistakes of, of past organizing and 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 put at the core of our movements, poor women, racialized women, indigenous women, and make sure that those issues are the issues that we uh, are letting carry ourselves forward in these movements. And of course, the voice you're hearing is my decision to not have an abortion. (laughs) Which means it is bedtime. I think I have to Well, on that note, we're going to say goodbye to you, Nora. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for giving your time and just thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, where can people find you? You can find me at uh, sandyandnora.com. Uh, we're at Patreon at patreon.com slash sandyandnora. And you can find my writing, The Washington Post, The National Observer, and I'm on Twitter at no lore with the at symbol before the end. So you can find us at facebook.com forward slash bad and be podcast, Twitter at bad and bitchy, Instagram at bad and bitchy pod, email us with your, how dare you denigrate Hillary posts. And I will, I will personally email you back and tell you you're full of shit <laughs> at bad and be pod at gmail.com. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash bad and bitchy. And we got merch. That's right redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash bad and bitchy. All right, Nora, are you ready to say bye? Yes. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Bye. bye. bye.